Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Grandma, Vertigo, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Minions, Learning to Drive, Labyrinth of Lies, and more. And at the E-Bar on October 30th, Ronald Wright reads from his new book, The Gold Eaters, at 7 p.m. And then later that same night, Badminton Racket, The Sour Keys, Familiar Friends, and Cupcake Duct Tape play a Publication Studios book launch. The bookshelf is an independently owned cultural hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. More information about their hours, listings, blogs, directions, and accessibility please visit bookshelf.ca. This episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. They've got delicious gourmet pizzas or choose from an array of fresh ingredients and make whatever you like. Calzones, wings, panzerottis, salads, breadsticks, garlic bread. Pizza Trocadero has it all. You can find them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph, or visit them online at trocaderoguelph.ca. That's T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. Call them at 519-829-2444 for pickup or delivery. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Creative Control with Beach Comic. Rebecca Foon and Bruce Codron are the founding members of a superb chamber rock ensemble from Montreal called Esmerine. Founded in 2001, Esmerine is an exploratory outlet for Codron, a marimba player and percussionist who once played drums in Godspeed You Black Emperor, and Foon, a cellist who once played in a Silver Mount Zion. Following their Juno award-winning 2013 album Dalmac, Esmerine have returned with their glorious, charged-up fifth album, Lost Voices, which is out now via Constellation Records, and has prompted them to tour throughout Ontario and Quebec in November. Here to discuss some of these things are Rebecca Foon and Bruce Codron of Esmerine. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Where are you? I'm in Montreal right now. 
Nice, nice. And and Bruce, are you there? I'm I'm here, but here is not Montreal. I live out in Wakefield, Quebec, so I'm here I am. Nice to have you both here. How's how are things in Wakefield, first of all? Well, Wakefield is a village and so villages are usually pretty sweet unless you have some scandal going on. <laughs> in which case it's maybe better to hide out. Right. Is there is there any such scandal going on at the moment? Not for me, but yes, there is lots of scandal always in a village. Just oh, no, I... just like a neighborhood. Yeah, it's a beautiful. That's a beautiful part of Ontario or Quebec. I guess it's part of Quebec technically. It's right near it's right next to Ottawa. Yeah. And I love Wakefield. I love the Black Sheep Inn. I used to play there all the time. Yeah, it's a great spot. It's, you know, uh, going up the Gatineau River Valley, it's definitely an English ghetto inside Quebec for FYI for all you Ontario refugees. And Montreal is still, it's still a dump compared to Wakefield, right, Rebecca? (laughs) I guess life is all a matter of perspective, but definitely in the wintertime, in the black slush, maybe you could call it that. And the summertime if you don't like the heat. Yeah, I love Montreal. I was just kidding. I think Montreal is, is it might it might well be my favorite city. I love it very much. Me too. Now, yeah, it's great. And, and Bruce, how long have you you used to live in Montreal? Is that right? Well, yeah, I still have my apartment there because with rent control laws, man, you don't want to give that anything up like that. Oh, so you still have a, a foothold in Montreal if necessary. <laughs> exactly, a pied à terre, as they say in French. <laughs> now, some some have described this uh, new record as more rock, and I'm curious what you make of that where do you suppose the wilder spirit of this record emanates from rebecca the wilder spirit Ooh, i love that question well that's a tough one i think i think for some of us at this point in life making music is it's we don't really we can't control it anymore it's just something that has to come out of us for <laughs> our own survival so wildly <laughs> comes out wildly in fact yeah so maybe all of us are wrestling some demons that just had a bit needed a bit more guitar and rock <laughs> in order for it to have a little bit of therapy and get them out of us but well, this is a this is a far more in depth and revealing answer than I was expecting. I, I thought you'd be like, "Well, we just got a new amp <laughs> yeah. or something." What exactly spurred all this on? It sounds like there's a lot going on within the uh, personal dynamics of the day, or at least the the individuals in the day. Well, I think there is a lot going on for for all of us, but I think because we're in a different phase in our musical trajectories. Um, Making music at this point is really, it's a celebration, I think, to some extent of still being active musicians and being in each other's lives and being active as a band because our band's been together for so long now, since the early 2000s. And for us to continue to stay inspired, um, we really, it needs to be authentic. It needs to be, we need to be continually exploring and kind of diving into new territory and... um, and we all live in different cities now. Like we're all live. It's hard to coordinate rehearsals and recordings. So, it yeah, it definitely has to speak to the heart when we get together and play music. And I think that's what really connects us all to each record. Actually, is each record has a, a specific story. And Lost Voices, for me in particular, um, definitely is tapped into some of the work I've been doing around climate change and. Um, biodiversity and conservation work so um it definitely pulls my heartstrings in terms of tapping into some of those issues and the rock influence has just been fun it's like a new direction for the band and um i think it's fun for us post mount zion and godspeed to be like making some louder music too and and rocking out together Nice. All right. Well, Rebecca, I want to follow up on a few of those things, but I, I want to ask Bruce basically the same question. Bruce, do you have any insight on the tone and uh, spirit of this record? Yeah. So I guess from a, a, a different angle, a pr- more prosaic angle, well, when we started touring the Dalmac record, um, we were doing it with some of our friends from Istanbul. And our very good friend, uh, James Hakan Dedeoglu, he plays guitar and in such a subtle and sublime way that he essentially became a member of the band and would, uh, was on tour with us. And so 
all of a sudden we have guitar in our band. It's like, you know, we've spent so many, like over a decade, no guitar, no guitar, so many guitars in my land, no guitar. So, um, and it's uh, beautiful and wonderful. And all of our jamming on tour, or we spent a couple weeks at um, this wonderful, it sounds, it sounds so pretentious about what I'm about to say, but a beautiful French chateau, uh, at a residency, actually, it's um, sort of this weird, not weird, uh, an art place in Montalon or Montreal. It's outside of a small village called Montreal, France, that hmm. that uh, Lassa de Sella's sisters are involved with. And so that's how we're connected with that. And anyway, so a lot of the songs that we were workshopping and um, creating there just evolved with all this guitar and of course they sound so sounds so great and just became more rocky on tour and it's the band has been evolving towards a more uh a, a more dynamic energy for some time now so there we have our our regular sort of bipolar string and percussion groups within the band and then to add this whole third element in has stepped it up a notch and uh, so when we've been rehearsing our friend wasn't able to make it from Istanbul so we've been figuring out how to recreate all this um, in rehearsals sounding great so far so is it from your perspective it's primarily personnel additions and new collaborators that contributed potentially most to this record i'm no i'm adding some extra elements in the same way you would as you're jamming uh onto rebecca's answer so oh i see okay it's all related to that so that so your but did you have a particular vision for the record i mean rebecca just uh touched upon some external things that have impacted her approach to maybe maybe making music and they they are kind of more universal aspects did you have uh anything in your life or in your work that contributed to the vision for this record well we we both are involved in in that to some extent rebecca more so lately me on more of a local level and i suppose we it's also just working with community and thinking about community and creating a viable communities in the long term, uh, both in Rebecca's work in sustainability and in both of our works doing uh, yoga and acupuncture and with our music community because, you know, keeping a band going, you've got a smaller community there. So that's that's why we came up with the whole vision for Lost Voices because it's particularly pertinent now with regard to what's going on in the world and everybody's anxiety regarding climate change. Yeah. And uh, to create that, that bring that macrocosm and bring it into a conversation within a microcosm of a band and just to make people think about it, I think is another valuable tool. I don't know if it's because the last piece on the record is called Lullaby for Nola and other titles refer to water and hope and neighborhoods the record to me seems related to what what immediately what what immediately sparked for me was this idea that it could be related to Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, and I don't know if that's a stretch. Uh, and I, I'll start with Rebecca. Rebecca, is there any relationship between the record and that city and that situation? Because you mentioned climate change, and I think natural forces. But was that particular circumstance an influence in any way? Well, definitely, but indirectly because. Uh, Nola is actually a dear friend um, of ours who just had a baby, and so the, and her name is Nola, and and this is a lullaby for her, but um, her name is Nola also because um, of a lot of love and time that her family spent in New Orleans, and with all the um, yeah with climate change with the the flooding and. All the storms. I was I was actually in New York when Hurricane Sandy hit, and was I got stuck in New York during that time, and um, definitely put a little bit of 
fear of God in me with regards to the impacts of climate change. Um, and so uh, I think all of this, as well as um, like Lost Voices is referring to extinction um, of species that we're seeing all over the world hmm. also due to climate change. So um, it's all so deeply and, connected. And cultures And, and cultures, well. yeah. So it's all so deeply connected. And per, I personally have been involved in an initiative called Pathway to Paris, which is um, curating diff with Jesse Paris-Smith different concerts in the lead-up to the climate change talks um, in New York and Montreal and Paris, finally in Paris, um, to highlight the importance of bring attention to climate change, but also to highlight the importance of establishing a legally binding agreement during the, the UN talks. Okay. So, I mean, this is, this is running deep within you both, this idea of, of the peril of living in the world today, the fact that we could potentially prevent this from happening. This is all yeah. intermingled within this record and the work you do. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So that, that is heavy. I, I, so it was a bit of a stretch. The NOLA thing for me... I, I picked up on something that maybe doesn't exist, but at the same time, it's sort of related. It's definitely related. It's definitely in there okay. for sure. Okay. Now, you you both alluded to the fact that this band has been around for quite some time and, and that the sound is a natural evolution um, and that perhaps after uh, Mount Zion, in your case, Rebecca, and Godspeed, Bruce, which you returned to a few years ago, there was this sort of impulse to rock to <laughs> to make a louder noise is is there any other reason why you'd want to get louder these days well it's kind of interesting talking about this right now because i definitely have had an urge to get louder and it's and i think like when i relate it to the work that we're doing in with climate change and when i relate it to pathway to paris and i think about the upcoming talks in paris and how it's really an opportunity to get loud and that's like what's happened, what's going to happen in Paris is going to be extremely loud. There's going to be major mobilization going on. Um, it's kind of cool. Like it, I think it, it's like a perfect synergy actually with what's going on today. Um, and a chance, I don't know. It's just like when you look at the state of the planet and the fact that we're really living in the red zone right now and we're in a state of emergency and it's really about the survival of our planet um, as we know it. It's kind of like the time is now. So for me personally, it, it definitely is. It's definitely fun to try and, and get a little louder <laughs> to like highlight some of these issues, even though we're making instrumental music. <laughs> but <laughs> Totally. <laughs> uh, Bruce, what about you? What, why? Uh, Rebecca makes an interesting connection between, I think, a kind of I don't want to say militancy, but this idea of what well, it is a kind of militancy, the connection between militancy maybe and getting louder, you know, feeling empowered and getting louder. What's well, your take on that? I mean, it's I, I don't know about militancy because that implies, you know, uh, a battle. Sure. OK, there is a battle because there's so much. Um, what would you call it? apathy or not? It's just it seems it's. It's overwhelming. So how do you figure that out? So well, there's so, certainly resistance to the notions of climate change. I mean, this is this is if it's not a battle, it is a battle. I don't think there's any way this isn't a battle now because we're fighting exactly. for the world. Well, we're fighting for the world as we're comfortable with it. So uh, uh, because the world, as you know, the world will go on with with us or without us. So you know, but there is definitely an urgency with regards to giving a big kick in the ass to all of our different cultures in a way that our, our culture, I suppose, a worldwide culture has evolved over the 20th century with regards to its use of uh, fossil fuels and its use of plastics, its use of chemicals, and what the impact of all of these are and how to change the, um, the how to change all of the vested interests to come to something that we definitely already have technological abilities to change but how do we change these 
uh, interest in it because it's capitalism essentially that is uh, dragging its feet because everybody's got their though some a lot of these big companies have their way of making money and it's just hard to get it to change with without legislation and and everybody wants to drag their feet because it costs a lot of money etc it's so yes there's an urgency yeah yeah and I, when i say militancy i probably should have used urgency but i do think there's a militant I, I, I don't think i don't think that's a i agree with you yeah by the way i don't think that's a negative term to use anymore um Something has to be. Something has to happen, and it sounds like you, you two are tapped into that. That something is happening, and we need to to harness that energy. Yes, harness the energy and direct it in a positive way. Now, you two. It's interesting when you speak to people who are primarily make instrumental music and have a lot to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm curious. <laughs> But well, don't have a blog. No, I mean, <laughs> given that your musicians often often musicians express themselves maybe in lyrics, maybe via the music they play, do either of you have any sense of why a cohort of people that you associate with in Montreal might all be more the most comfortable expressing yourselves via expansive, wordless music? Rebecca, do you have any thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, so. Well, like I, I definitely have in my musical trajectory trajectory I've also been starting to dive into words as well but for for in the context of Esmerine and when when I look around me in Montreal and fellow musicians I think honestly I think it might sound cheesy but I think there's like a spiritual element to it because you're going into a different world that's outside of the land of dialogue as we know it in terms of language and we're and with music outside of words, you're, yeah, you're diving into a world that's very visceral and kind of getting away from the cerebral, and it, like expressing yourself in a different way, but in a way that all humans can relate to. So it's quite powerful, and it's kind of nice to get out of the world of lang in the English language, if you want to call it that. Um, and to tap into something else, it's like, and and transports people somewhere else. It's 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 a bit magical, and um, I think it's like a nice break if, from life. Sometimes, like if you think of the dream world and sleeping as kind of a nice break sometimes from daily life. I think um, getting outside of like creating instrumental music can also be that for people as well. Bruce, do you, what about the idea of, of expressing some of the ideas that we've been discussing via album artwork or, or other means? Is that something you're able to do in Esmerine? Well, song titles and record titles, I think, because we don't have lyrics, assume perhaps an inordinately more important aspect, as well as the album art, than they would on a regular, on a regular record where sometimes uh, song titles are drawn from the lyrics. So mm -hmm. that, in a way, is how we are able to express ourselves. Now, um, with regards to <clears throat> um, the instrumental aspect, I think that uh, I totally agree with Becca. Yeah, it's, it's really something that can be more spiritual, and also for the listener, you're not one is not hemmed in to a particular message. Like you get what you get from, say, the song title, and so you can kind of run with that, and then it can mean whatever it wants to to mean for you, which I think is great in this day and age. You, you two are clearly uh, thoughtful people, and it's it's probably uh, it's probably fortuitous that you would have you know found each other when you did to, to to make this band how did this band actually start bruce do you recall what got esmerine going well um becca and i were in a group called set fire to flames and when we were recording down on ontario street the first record uh dave bryant had assembled a whole bunch of different people together about 13 different people and I had, I think I had just finished uh, music school where 
essentially I went in to learn percussion after drum, playing drum set for so long, and I fell in love with the marimba. And I was noting that the tones of the marimba work so well with the cello, and I thought, wow, and uh, this cellist, she's a great. I wonder, I would love to try something where it's these two sounds which work so well together and see what we can come up with. And Becca was into it too. That's my story. You can ask Becca what her version is. I will do that right now. Becca? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't have much to add to that. But that I, it was definitely a cool time in Montreal. And I, I had just recently moved to Montreal um, a few years prior. And so it joining Sapphire to Flames was kind of the beginning of me meeting all these incredible musicians and and beginning to think a bit more outside of the box because I had also come from a classical background in having studied classical music in Vancouver. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And so... Um, yeah, it was definitely, I was definitely moved by the sound of the marimba. I had, I didn't really know much about the marimba at that point, and so it was, it was definitely a fun, fun territory to jump into and um, explore. And they're both both such woody instruments and rich, and so, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really cool to, like, have, have that opportunity to begin to play music with Bruce. And here we are today, like 15 yeah. years later. Dun, 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 <laughs> buy, a cake, we'll buy a cake. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's funny how time moves past, isn't it? Yeah, wild. <laughs> now, we've mentioned a, a few times, yep. or at least I have anyway, mentioned your respective relationships to bands like Godspeed and, and Silver Mount Zion. And uh, I just asked about this wordless music cohort that I, did, that I made up. But, uh, but I, I do think there's maybe a connection... Well, maybe not with with Mount Zion exactly, but I'm curious. Do Rebecca, do you suppose there's a sonic relationship between Esmerine and those groups uh, that you and Bruce have both been a part of? Yeah, I think I think it's impossible to try to um, what's the word like take them apart or separate them completely because we all grew up together. Like, uh, for example, for me specifically, I moved to Montreal when I was 17 and. Um, shortly after started like being introduced to Godspeed and Constellation and started playing music um, with members of those bands. So like I was very, very shaped by, by Constellation and by all the um, musicians associated with the label. And it definitely shaped my aesthetic and my approach to music and who I am today as a musician. It's like core to who I am. So um, I think it's hard to separate any of those groups because I think we all, and, and just the culture of Montreal, especially at that time, it just was very, and still is to this day, very collaborative. And um, yeah, I just think we've, we all influence each other dramatically and consciously and subconsciously. Also like different offshoots or projects I think also stem from excitement to collaborate with different people or try different sounds or explore different territory but it's all kind of comes from a similar ethos or similar uh, world of, of interest with within this kind of musical landscape. Bruce what do you make of this this community that you have been viewed as being a part of? <laughs> 
<laughs> I would say that the, everybody who says that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so like I've been, I, I grew up in Montreal. So, you know, I've been in that. There, Montreal has gone through a lot of different music scenes. And I remember being starting to be involved in the music scenes in Montreal in the very early 80s. So I'm here I am daily dating myself. But rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, to that. It, it's like, the, and the, the, the wave prior to Arcade Fire was um, Godspeed. So, and the community that it created uh, or grew with it in Mile End, specifically, I suppose, uh, it just sort of started around, I would say, jamming in lofts in Montreal, when, where when around the referendum, there wasn't a lot of, there was still a lot of second referendum. Uh, people were leaving and there was a lot of space and it was cheap. So, and in, with regards to Godspeed and some of the other groups around it, well, making drones and having a lot of instruments making those drones sounds fucking awesome. Like, it sounds great and you can go on and on with that. Mm -hmm. So, of course, when people say to any of the other groups that either Rebecca and I are involved with, wow, that really sounds like Godspeed or it really sounds like Mount Sinai, well... I'm always amused because, of course, because we had a direct hand in shaping that sound right. and creating that sound. And we were instrumental, to use that word, in that community as well. And so I'm, I'm like, well, thank you. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. We're, we're 20 years on since the beginning of Constellation uh, and, and, and Godspeed and and some of this, the the people that you're describing are, you know, we're starting to learn more about the history. I think of Montreal. It's starting to be viewed um, as a truly important moment in history. How do you relate to that sentiment, Rebecca? The idea that you might be part of something that people view as significant. Mm, it's it's very sweet to hear that. I've, I haven't really thought about that too much, but. Yeah, it's true. As as we all grow older, we um, make some kind of impact, I guess, in, in a movement. But um, it is cool to see. It's nice to think about it, honestly, because I f personally have um, been going through like a little bit of sadness around the music industry. I think I think I've had like we've all kind of carried that a little to some different degrees our whole lives and and that's why this whole culture exists but I think right now in terms of where the music industry is going and how hard it is to kind of make sense of it um and to fit into it or not fit into it or I don't know it's just where the, I, yeah, but the, I, sorry, that's another interview, right? Yeah, it is a totally other interview. <laughs> but um, it's just nice to hear that our little weird culture and language we've created in Montreal has maybe made an, some kind of impact in a world that's all so crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, totally. and Bruce, yeah. you've kind of already alluded to this. You You feel like... Well, you, you obviously feel proud of what you've accomplished and what you've contributed to, but are you, do you also have a sense now of, of the fact that uh, people around the world are, are beginning to learn more about it and find, uh, you know, find, find, just find out how it happened? I feel like that's happening more. You mean the history of it or just the fact that it exists? Or I think, or that, what I think the history, I think the fact that it exists was kind of known by these mysterious enigmatic kind of records, you know? But the fact that I think there's a bit more press and a bit more people are talking about it from an historical perspective, it's it feels, I don't know, it just it's starting to feel more tangible to people. Well, I think that's partially a function of the people who got into it when they were in their late teens, early twenties, are now you know that much older and are in positions where some of them who have kept up with that write write about it or interview people about it, such as yourselves. Mm -hmm. And the fact also that those bands are ongoing concerns and creating vital new music 
So that in itself, it's not just like some sort of footnote. Oh, yeah, you know, in the 90s, there was this band, da, da, da. No, they're still making music. So that's great. And I think that drives that forward. But be, uh, having it recognized and feeling uh, a part of that, it's definitely an honor. It makes me feel like, okay, you know, beyond having a child and et cetera, I actually am, have contributed something valuable to the world something which okay i you know i've been alive and i contributed something which is worthwhile right for my own self yeah beyond <clears throat> and um although really the moment for me where i was like hands down okay i've done everything i need to do was when godspeed got invited to play on a John Peel show. So for me, I was like, okay, I've done everything I need to do now. <laughs> That's good. You, you achieved all your goals early. <laughs> totally. Back to tree planting. <laughs> now, you, you, we've talked a little bit about the evolution of Esmerine and, and where things, how things landed for this latest uh, batch of songs. Do either of you think there are any obvious limitations to where uh, Peace and Esmerine can go at this point? Um, well, with regards to, we're primarily an acoustic instrument band, but I think that is starting to change, especially with uh, amps and pedals. You know, you can really go somewhere. And for me, I've been feeling somewhat limited, actually, with regards to my acoustic instruments, like the glockenspiel, marimba, etc. But just recently, I bought a mallet cat, which is like an electric version of the marimba and it's played with samplers. So I'm feeling like I'm stepping through a threshold where really I can go anywhere and I'm, uh, I'm giddy. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. And Rebecca? Yeah. Um, I, I have less, um, new technology that I'm exploring these days, but definitely feel like what, what is the most satisfying I think for me personally with this Marine is, the fact that we can be like super simple and acoustic and minimal and then can explode and and try new things and in this record too um bruce has his malachite and jamie the drummer is also exploring programming and um taking signal from my cello and jeremy's bass and processing it live with ableton and so it's definitely it's definitely new territory and super fun to be a part of all of that nice that that's what i was talking about like that kind of stuff i figured that that yeah. would be happening you got jamie thompson in the band he likes that stuff yeah he loves it and <laughs> he he's so sure, good sure at does. it <laughs> it gets it gets boring back there on the drums i mean you gotta come up with other things to do yeah totally. especially when you know those string instruments they're doing another drone yeah. or with the marimba boring the marimba or no they're doing another one of their you know uh classical e sort of things so uh let's 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 fuck with what they're doing <laughs> so in your in your opinion uh bruce what's next for esmerine at this point do you do you have given what we just discussed and where things are going do you have a sense of where where the the band could go uh for its next set of songs well, we're we're actually starting to dream about that right now. So I'm I'm not sure. Well, what what is going on is we are going to be probably trying two different things, and one would be um, commissioning some composers, uh, Canadian composers, to create works for us. On the one hand, uh, which would involve a mix of where we're at right now, which is our acoustic instruments, but amplified and with pedals, and the whole uh, electronic aspect that is really starting to make its way into the band. And then on the other side, I'm sure we'll just uh, jam and create new songs, either th for uh, film synchronization uh, contracts or just in rehearsals or residencies. So I would say that I'm looking forward to seeing how the new electronic element is going to uh, assert itself within our established foundation. Okay. 
Rebecca, did anything that uh, Bruce just say strike you as being wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Sometimes uh, when you you ask that question to two band members, they'd be like, what? We're doing what now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. You're you're on the same page. We're on the so same you, page. So you you really that's your uh, that's, that's my way of getting a scoop. Yeah, yeah, I was trying exactly. to get a scoop there. Trying Did it to, work? No, 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 it didn't. It backfired. <laughs> backfired horribly. Do you have any hopes of uh, hopes and dreams for Esmerine going forward, Rebecca? Well, I've always had a dream to play with an orchestra. I would love for Esmerine to one day like compose some music and have and bring together a larger music ensemble. Of string players and or yeah. a full orchestra, that'd be incredible. That uh-huh. that's an old dream of mine that still has not come to fruition. Although we've had a couple opportunities that never really happened, but yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that will. There's m- much greater chance of that happening in the next uh, couple of years. Yeah, could you not be sort of work something out with, say, I don't know, Pop Montreal or something in Toronto where you just do a couple of one-offs with. With that kind of sec- like uh, that kind of ensemble, oh, totally. And we could get you know all our friends and neighbors, <laughs> right? Right. <It's> like... <laughs> right. All right. Well, I'm not. It sounds like you've got the idea. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, once again, the new album by Esmerine is a remarkable one called Lost Voices. It's out now via Constellation Records, and the band are playing shows in Ontario and Quebec between November 4th and uh, the 15th. More information about these, please visit cstrecords.com. Uh, now, this is awkward because there's two of you, but normally I would like to go out on a song. I'm hoping we can reach consensus between the two of you. Or maybe perhaps <laughs> one of you can elect the other to choose the song. That could potentially be less awkward than what I'm doing now. <laughs> well, I always vote for Neighborhoods Rise, but I, I'm also happy to let Bruce choose. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I like... Uh... A river runs through the city. And Vish, what do you like? You've listened to the record. Well, I like the. I, I, it's okay, Bruce. It's uh, people get my name wrong all the time. You caught yourself, which is nice. That's good. I I would either of those work well for me. I like a river runs through the city. Let's um, do it. But I don't want to contravene. I don't want to contradict anyone. No, no, I, I'm a big fan. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm a big fan of your own music. Is there anything you is there anything either of you can say? How about this? Bruce picked the song Rebecca, what would you say about uh, A River Runs Through the City? Well, it is well, Bruce, tell me. Let's let, let's let oh, Bruce okay. answer you're this just, question. Oh, okay. You're getting out of it. There you go. Yeah. Cuz he knows v- he... She, she's a slippery one, <laughs> Rebecca. So, um so it, in fact, it alludes to because we all of us live in different parts, it alludes to where we're all from and how actually rivers nourish the communities where they, uh, that they flow through and how they, well, for us, actually. So all the different people live in Montreal, New York City, so you could think of the East River, Wakefield, the Gatineau River, and then there's the Bosphorus from Istanbul. And it just seems to link everyone together, even though we're all so far apart. That's beautifully put. All right. This is A River Runs Through This City by Esmerine. Uh, Rebecca and Bruce, I really appreciate you being on the show, and I wish you the best of luck going forward. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Take care.
There you go. New music by Esmerine from their new record, Lost Voices, available now via Constellation Records again. CSTRecords.com for more info. Thanks again to Rebecca and Bruce for being on the program. If you want to listen to this show on iTunes, well, I have news for you. It's on iTunes. You can listen to it there. You can review it. You can rate it. You can share it with friends. So please do that on iTunes. You can do similar things at audioboom.com. So please do that as well. If you go to patreon.com, you can make a flexible monthly donation and view t-shirts that we have for sale. Creative Control of Vish kind of t-shirts. So please consider doing that. And you can like us on Facebook. Creative Control with Vishkana is on Facebook. You can like us there. The Twitter is at Vishcreative. My Twitter is at Vishkana. You can listen to the show at CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time. And you're all welcome to, to tune in wherever you are at CFRU.ca. Lots of great guests coming up on the show. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to keep some of them under my hat because some of them haven't been recorded yet. But they're coming. It's going to be fun. So... Thanks for listening. We will talk to you very soon. And when I say we, I mean me and my chest cold and this herniated disc and everybody else that is making up this being right now within me. You know, there's like germs, there's stuff going on. You don't want to know about it. Do you? I don't think so. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.